Welcome to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey with me. We've been going through the Word of God this year, and we begin week 27 of this year. And this week begins our study through the book of Isaiah. We will not read every verse in Isaiah or every chapter, but we will try to get an overall view of the book of Isaiah to help in our discipleship journey. Uh, This is a call for anyone who is tired of church being a programmed organization. I want to be an amateur, at least in the sense that how I lead, preach, and serve is based on love. And I want my love for Jesus Christ and love for others to be my motivation. This is not a push to become lazy or unskilled in my abilities. In fact, I believe that when churches get back to being amateurs, we will actually see a greater excellence in our lifestyles. So, thank you for joining me in rejecting a professional Christianity that seeks our own glory and rediscovering a passion for Christ and His church. As I said, we're looking at the first part of the book of Isaiah. We'll look at Isaiah chapters 1 through 49 this week, and then next week finish up the book of Isaiah with Isaiah 50 through 66. And so as we study this, I want to give you sort of today an overview of what you can expect in Isaiah. Isaiah has been called a miniature Bible. And what I mean by that is the makeup of the, the book is similar to the whole Bible. You find that there are 66 chapters, just like there are 66 books in the Word of God. And uh, chapters 1 through 39 discuss primarily the sin and judgment of Israel and its surrounding nations, even pagan nations. Uh, then Isaiah 40 through 66, 27 chapters deal with uh, the the promise of the Messiah as a redeemer for Israel, and really begins chapter forty with comfort, comfort my people. When you think about that, the Old Testament is a picture of the judgment that is coming. Yes, proclamations and prophecies of Jesus Christ coming uh, as the Messiah, but judgment because that was before this grace through faith in Jesus was evidenced by his. Uh, by, by his earthly ministry, death, burial, resurrection. But then you find with the New Testament, 27 books related to these 27 chapters as a picture of grace, a picture of God's mercy. And so Isaiah has been called this, uh, this great mini Bible. Uh, and one of the verses that really jumps out to me in Isaiah is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8. It says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. And I want you to hold on to that. Uh, It's very important because even the book of Isaiah is quoted over 60 times in the New Testament. I love the book of Isaiah. I've preached through it before, taken my church through it and uh, and and walked them through the truths of the gospel from even this Old Testament book. And we're going to see that this week uh, as, as we dive in. I want you to look at primarily the servant Isaiah, the actual man Isaiah. Uh, the name Isaiah means Yahweh saves or God saves. And that is the truth that we see. God is in the salvation business. Uh, Isaiah had children. Uh, one of his children's name that we find in chapter 1 is Shir Jashub, and 
uh, that name actually means a remnant will return. And this is very important because it reminds us that though Israel was going to go through harsh judgment and pain, God always has a remnant. Even from the very beginning with Noah uh, and the ark, God has a remnant. He is always going to protect a particular group. And so uh, we, we see that that name provides hope. But we also see that God uh, allows another child of Isaiah's to be born, Maher Shalal Hazbaz, which means speed to the spoil, or this speaks of judgment, that judgment is coming quickly. And I kind of share it this way. The lessons we can learn from Isaiah are actually applicable to all of the Bible, and that is that Joy is coming for the believer, the one who follows God and walks with him. But judgment is coming for the non-believer, the one who is going to turn away from God and rebel. So this week we're going to look primarily at uh, Isaiah chapter 1 through uh, through 45. Is uh, We're going to read a lot of those, but I really want you to focus on the first 39 chapters. As I said, can be uh, a summation of sin and judgment. And just an overview of the book, Isaiah 1 through 12 are prophecies concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Remember, Judah being that southern kingdom with Jerusalem being the major capital city where the temple dwelt. And Isaiah 1 through 12 is going to describe those prophecies. Isaiah 13 through 27 deal with judgment and salvation of foreign nations. They're going to uh, discuss nations uh, such as Egypt and Assyria um, and Moab. And uh, and so you're going to, to examine that. You're going to see a few of those chapters. We're not going to uh, spend a lot of time reading those, um, but, but I will refer to those uh, this week. Then Isaiah 28 through 35 are, again, prophecies and warnings. Uh, we, we're introduced to a lot of historical uh, elements in that. But then Isaiah 36 through 39 are prophecies and history dealing with Hezekiah. Uh, a parallel passage would be 2 Kings 18 through 20. Uh, with the siege of Jerusalem. And then we see chapters 40 through 66 discuss salvation and comfort. So five major sections that all point us to Jesus Christ. So what do we learn from uh, this this book? What do we see? What are theological truths we find? Well, the first is that God is holy. Now, I've probably mentioned that in almost every book that we've seen. But is that not the truth that we find all throughout Scripture? God is holy. In fact, Isaiah chapter 6 is the climactic chapter in, in, in the Old Testament where Isaiah walks into the temple and sees God high and lifted up, his train filling the temple. And the uh, angels are saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. This is the picture of worship. God is holy. Second, man is sinful. You'll hear me describe that as we look at Isaiah 6, Isaiah responds, Woe is me. Should that not be our response at every time we come together, whether in personal or corporate worship, that we see the sinfulness of man? I remind my church weekly, we are sinful, wretched creatures. Let us never think that we have it all together and that we don't need a Savior. 
we need Jesus Christ. And, and this is that third point, that while God is holy and man is sinful, God has provided a Messiah, a Savior, that would reign forever and ever. And you're going to see that Isaiah is actually one of the most gospel-centered books in all the Bible. And, uh, and we'll examine that even more next week in the Theological Truths. But finally, the Word of God can be trusted. That because God is holy and because He has promised His Savior, we can trust His Word. Jesus came and fulfilled most of the prophecies uh, that were spoken of in the Old Testament because they dealt with His first coming. There are still a few prophecies left for Him to to fulfill his second coming, but Jesus's word, God's word can be trusted. And I simply want to remind you of that today because application wise, you may be walking through some really tough times and wondering, where is God? Context of Isaiah 6 is Isaiah's uh, family member, Uzziah, the king, had died. In the year that Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. And you may be walking through uh, the death of a loved one or the death of a relationship or the death of a job or the death of uh, whatever that might be, something you trusted in. You may be walking through a hard time and you're asking, where is God? And Isaiah sees exactly where God is, high and lifted up, seated on the throne. Whatever you may feel, listen, God is in control. He is high and lifted up, and you can trust Him. And so my prayer point for this week as we read through the book, first part of Isaiah, is that we would see God high and lifted up, see Him on His throne, and trust Him in the midst of our uh, pain, sorrow, circumstances, in the midst of our work for Him, in the midst of our church services, that we would remember that it is about God, Christ lifted up high and exalted, and that we would simply obey Him. We will talk later on this week about what obedience truly looks like, especially as God says, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? So today, as we close out, be encouraged, be equipped that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. I love you, and I'm praying for you. Stakes in the ground.